0: Well the whole virtual platform is problematic for levity because <laughs> because you're missing all that body language and people are locked down to a
1: chair. I'm kind of curious about your experiences online because you go out there and you teach people about how to how to behave. <laughs> how to <laughs> behave online, how to how to behave with grace professionalism, how to get the message across in a clear and concise way, how to engage people, all of that. Can you share maybe a cringe-worthy moment on Zoom or GoToMeeting or whatever platform that you typically use where someone just they they tried. They tried but <laughs> it it just it just didn't work out.
0: Well, I have to admit that the cringe Cringeworthy story is about me.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's about you. Yeah, and that's kind
0: of appalling, but it's (laughs) making me laugh when I, you know, because I really hate admitting this, but, you know, honestly, before COVID hit, I I really had never done a virtual meeting and now I've written a book about it. So I've had a huge pivot in my life because I've spent the last 25 years as a television stylist, as a video producer and a media trainer. So I teach people how to be on camera, use their body language, use voice inflection, you know, read teleprompter, all of those things. And then I also make sure that people get it right in terms of their hair, makeup, and wardrobe. And, and then I also teach video production with a smartphone, how to produce broadcast quality video with your smartphone. And so I've been doing all of that in-house before COVID hit. And so, which means they would either, you know, come here or I would go there, you know, so I go all over the country to major corporations and teach them teach their teams how to, you know, do these things. And all my contracts got canceled in March of last year. And so oh, wow. I quickly had to think how am, what am I going to do? I've got to I've got to start teaching video production media training online. And so I had to learn these platforms really fast. And you know, <laughs> and and then I'll tell you what happened. You know what i realized very quickly is that it's the same thing as video being on camera and being you know on these platforms and on these screens is the exact same thing as being on video in that you have to know how to frame yourself. You have to know how to light yourself. You have to know how to get good audio. And you know, need some other you know, technical skills too. You've gotta to learn how to use your body language to present and you've gotta to learn to use your facial features and your voice inflection. All of these things are the way people read you. And in real life, it's very different. So we all know that if we've ever had to be on video in our company, we have to emote more. We have to almost exaggerate our movements and our voice uh, inflection to make it interesting. And the same thing goes for these virtual meetings. So the very first time I took a little class given, given in my city, Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., it was a class I found online, and I just said, I've got to learn how to work these things. And so I took this little class, and i have to remember I'd never done a virtual meeting, and I saw everybody else just sort of hanging back, you know, like leaning back in their chair. People were eating and drinking. People were, you know, we're all listening and learning how to work the platform. But I remember at one point picking my cat up and making it dance on my lap so everybody could see my cat and everybody (laughs) was laughing, (laughs) you know, and people are eating. I mean, it was a... It was a mess, the entire thing. I feel, you know, in retrospect, I feel so sorry for the woman who was teaching it because you don't know what you don't know, right? And, you know, it right, wasn't right. like a corporate thing. This was kind of a more of a social thing, a social class. Oh, okay. So, but,
1: but it so it's was, okay to be the cat lady.
0: Well, oh, you know, in kidding. retrospect, I'm horrified. I'm horrified. And I certainly hope no one I know was on that meeting and could see my name because, you know, now I teach etiquette for virtual meetings. And now I teach people the do's and don'ts and how to be seen as a credible contributor, somebody who really wants to maximize their expertise and be seen as the expert in their field. And, so <laughs> I really hope wow. that, that that meeting is erased somewhere and it wasn't recorded. So that that's you know that's your moment. That's my moment and I'm terribly embarrassed by it. And let's just hope it's it's not out there <laughs> for well, anyone else.
1: Kim, I think I think that's actually a really great segue into the topic of today's episode, how you can be your best self online. So I encourage you all to stick around. And stay tuned because we are going to help you out with some tips and tricks for your online experience, help you be the best self that you can possibly be. It's time for a sneak peek. Sneak
0: peek, sneak peek. It's really, really important to stand up. If you stand up, now you can move your entire body and get everything engaged. And when you use your hand motions and you start leaning and talking and, you know, really, you you will really engage people. It's amazing how much people, if you notice when you're on these meetings, as soon as someone like does something with their hands, like they... They go to pick something up that's beside them. Everybody looks because there's some motion, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's sitting Mm -hmm. real still and there's motion. It's very distracting. Or if someone like suddenly leaves the picture, you know, they left their camera on and they leave. Big no-no. If you're going to leave turn your video off and then leave. You know, we, there's emergencies. You may have somebody at the door, you may have be expecting something, or you you know may have a, a child, child issue or a pet issue. Fine, turn your video off and tend to it and then come back and don't fiddle with yourself when you turn your camera back on. Just be you know, still so that you don't interrupt the speaker. So we wanna to try to keep the attention on the speaker and not on the people attending. But if you're having a meeting that is trying to involve the group, what you want to do is smile, use your body language, be warm, use those hands, you know, use your whole body when you're talking, and it will change your inflection, and it gives people permission to do the same. And
1: now, on with the show. When you're feeling the pressure, take a moment to step back, pick up your marbles, and choose to lead with levity. Join us on the Lead with Levity podcast for fireside chats that will fill your bucket and help you get back to being the leader you were meant to be. Now here's your host, Dr. Heather Walker. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dr. Heather Walker, and I want to thank our next guest, Kim Foley, for joining us today. Kim is the author of Virtual Meetings with Power and Presence. She is has served in a lot of different roles over the years as a video producer, media trainer, and television stylist. She helps people look good on camera. She's going to help us look good on camera and to have fun doing it. So Kim, I want to welcome you today. How are you?
0: I'm great. It's great to be here, Heather.
1: That is so awesome. So you were telling us a little bit about this cringeworthy moment earlier, and that cringeworthy moment was, it was you, (laughs) you, you were, (laughs) you were in front of the camera doing things that maybe you wouldn't have done normally. Was it because you were feeling a little bit nervous or because you sort of got some advice or because maybe you saw a cat video on YouTube? Like what, what prompted you to go into that mode?
0: you know it was trying to make people laugh i really truly wanted i saw all these sad faces in front of me <laughs> people were just sort of you know expressionless blobs sitting there tons of them and so i you know my cat happened to walk by and i snatched her up and put her on her back feet and just sort of bobbed her up and down like she was dancing mm. and moved her back and forth and people did start laughing and but it wasn't the right time, it was inappropriate. it was wrong in so many ways, and it was rude. It was rude to the speaker. But I, I just, it was my very first virtual meeting, you know? Right. So I just, I didn't get it. I, you know, you just don't get who can see you, who can't. You know, you, when, you, when you began this, you just don't know. And so since then I've become an expert on (laughs) virtual meetings and I'm training people at a extremely high level and I'm training people who are on television Mm. and, you know, and I wrote a book called virtual meetings with power and presence that uh, this summer, you know, really documenting all the do's and don'ts and, and, you know, trying to help people get it right. And I mostly am learning a lot from my clients. So, so I really feel badly about that, that situation, but I think maybe. It taught me a lot. Yeah. it taught me. You know, if you've never, you know, there are a big chunk of the workplace was virtual before this. That's right. But not everybody. And so, if you if you don't realize that your credibility is at stake, whether it's you know you're having meetings with your colleagues or higher-ups, or mm. your board, whatever it is, you need to be seen as the expert. You need to be seen as someone who's worthy of that paycheck you're getting. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, your credibility is at stake here. It's not the time to make a, a personal statement with, you know, jewelry or fashion. It's not the time to lay back and put your feet up and just have the conversation. You know, you you really have to pretend that this, this screen is your meeting room, and you're meeting in person with people, and you want to try to simulate that. And how do you do that? How do you simulate a real life meeting on the virtual platform? And if you would like, I will give you some tips on that right now. I would
1: love some tips, actually. Let's talk about it. Because we've got the visuals, We've (laughs) and I've seen some very interesting visuals now, especially with filters and backgrounds. And then we've got the audio. And then of course, your content, which, you know, that that's important too. So I'd love to hear your tips. So, well, let's just start
0: at the beginning. You know, there's, there's fun, sexy part of this, which is the whole visual part. That's the really, you know, the part that people really like to get into. But I really think we need to start with something else. And that is the technology because you need to be prepared before you go on any meeting, particularly if you're giving a presentation or you know, meeting with people who are very important to your role and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you wanna be seen as the leader, you cannot have a bad internet connection. You can't. And it, it's up to you to get that figured out. So I'm gonna help you with that. The engineers at these platforms tell me That if people just did a couple of things, they would have pretty, you know, 90% chance of having a really solid connection. So number one, write this down. All right. Reboot your router. Reboot your router. Reboot your router. Hmm. Do it a lot. Do it often. Do it at least once every three weeks. You know, it used to be before we were streaming all the time. we would reboot our router maybe once or twice a year if we were having trouble with HBO on our cable or something, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. was rare. But now that people are streaming so much, it's really important to reboot your router often. How do you do it? If you're not hardwired in and you're using Wi-Fi, you need to reboot often and you need to go down and often maybe every three weeks, sometimes two, sometimes four, but I wouldn't go longer than that. If you're having trouble with connection, go. the first thing you're going to do is reboot your router. Hmm. And you just take the plug out of the back. And this is the power cord plug. Wait 10 seconds, put it back in. It's as simple as that. Just unplug Your bandwidth will jump 80% you can actually do a test and see that it will jump 80%. So you may have bought a certain amount of bandwidth, but you're probably not using all that bandwidth because over time of all the streaming, it seems to get lower and lower and lower and lower. And you might have other people even streaming, you know, Mm. too in your house. At one point we had five of us in here streaming. So that's a really good point, especially really good kids and
1: You know, everyone has a device. You have your phone, you have your laptop, then you have the TV on top of that. That's right. right.
0: So if you know you have a particularly important presentation to give or a particular meeting that's really important to you, ask other people not to stream at that time or at least make sure. That you've rebooted rebooted recently and that other people have all their background programs closed out and you do too because if you have all these things running in the background that's all using bandwidth so we want to give all the dedicated space bandwidth to the streaming that's important And, you know, so if you have something important, get people to just make sure that people are rebooting their devices because that, you know, clears out the RAM and make sure that there's not all these things running in the background. And particularly the person who's going to be streaming something urgently important make sure you've rebooted. Reboot the night before or that morning to make sure that you don't have all these other things running in the background. So those are the two things that, that are critically important that people don't know about. And, you know, I want to make sure that you don't have an embarrassing situation. The other right. thing is don't use video on these streaming platforms because you can control your bandwidth for everything that's going out, but you cannot control the people you're talking to. Hmm. You know, their bandwidth may be really lacking because they don't know the two things I just taught you. So the video is gonna be choppy, there's gonna be a delay, there's gonna be all kinds of problems. So if you have a video that you want people to see, make sure you send them a link to it either before or after the meeting, not because if you wanna discuss it during the meeting, send it before. Otherwise you can refer to it in the meeting and send the link after but don't include it in your presentation. People don't know this and it's really, really important.
1: Okay, okay. No, that's a really good tip.
0: Yeah, so that's the, you know, the technology part. Now, the other thing is people really need to practice if they, you know, if someone says, well, I don't really use Zoom, I'd really rather you do a WebEx. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, make sure that you know how to work WebEx before that morning, right. before that that meeting, you know, do a little practice because you, you don't want to look like uh, you're holding things up and, you know, struggling. You just, it's easy enough to just do practice things. Very so, important. So that's really important. You know, really important. You know, the next thing is you've got to get, if you're going to, if your camera's going to be on, and it should be, it should be on, it should be on for these meetings. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you get that camera eye level. And I don't mean kind of eye level, I mean really eye level. So I don't care what it takes. Put them on cans of food, put them on an Amazon box, put it on books. It doesn't matter nobody can see it. Just get your computer up to eye level. Now, this is awkward for people because now your keyboard is
1: at chest level. That's right. Right. That's right. Right.
0: But I do this every day all day long and I consult with people all day long. My computer is a laptop. So it's up at eye level, which means all my, you know, keys are at chest level and you just get used to it very, very quickly. It's not a big deal at all. But at first it felt very awkward and odd. So, you know, now I've adjusted to that and it feels com- completely normal.
1: I guess. So this is, one, this is important. Yeah. One thing that I think is important for people to know about that particular tip is because the question is why, why would I make it so inconvenient for myself to have a meeting like that? And if you're leading a team, it's really important that you're not looking down at people. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if if you've got your well, there's an down arrogance the desk, factor. There's
0: a there's there's a body language issue of arrogance right. when you're looking down your nose at people. Yes, or and, and so they've got to
1: look up your nose. The entire time. Yeah. And what if you have things up there? <laughs> yeah,
0: and well, I just took a picture the other day, and I'm not going to name who it was, but there's a very famous clergy person who was on CNN last week, and evidently. No one told him to blow his nose oh, no. before he went on. And he was angled very awkwardly with the, the tilt that we are used to seeing where we're looking at the chin and the nose, which is, you know, at that weird angle. And all you could see was, I took a screenshot of it. It was just so appalling what I saw. And I thought, this is abominable that he didn't look in the mirror first right. <laughs> Someone didn't tell him, you know, because they should be checking people before they actually put them on. It was a really embarrassing moment for him. So I feel, you know, I feel
1: badly, but you know, but I think we've got to get it. I speaks to the need yeah. to check your video before you hop on because you may have oh, yeah. hair flyaway hair yep. and all kinds yep. of things going on.
0: But yeah. Have- it's a good point. Yeah. And, you know, we have that little, you know, time where you can check yourself before you join the meeting, right? That little button that gives you a preview. Use that to get your hair out of your face or to fix your hair if there's flyaways or to straighten your tie if you are wearing a suit or, you know, get yourself symmetrical and make sure there's nothing in your teeth and that there's not some weird, something weird going on with your your face or eyes. You want to check yourself, you know, because if you do not look on this platform like you look in the mirror. People look in the mirror, then they get on this platform and like, oh, I look so bad. I don't even look like the same person. It's not the same as looking in a mirror. The lighting is completely different. So here's the deal. These little tiny cameras have very small processors. It's not like a DSLR that can make you look great. You're dealing with something that's struggling to give you good light. And you need to, you know, exposure issues are severe because they're tiny little processors. So you must give these processors what they want, which is tons of light. And the light must be coming towards your face, Hmm. not from the sides, definitely not from the back. Toward your face which means the light has to be put behind the camera facing you and when you first do that the first thing you do is squint in your eyes water and you're you know you're blinking because if you're giving yourself a lot of light which is going to really make you look fantastic it's you're not going to be used to having that much
1: light in your eyes um, now we can't read our slides or see anyone (laughs) yeah
0: well there's some tricks you can do you can put a little piece of wax paper or a tissue over Whatever you're using, whether it's a lamp, a desk lamp, a table lamp, a ring light, whatever you're using, a pole lamp, whatever you're using is fine. But you have to make sure that when you look at it, you're brightly lit. There's no circles under your eyes and you look alert and chipper and fresh. And that's what good lighting will do. So it's really, really, really important to give yourself more light than you think you're going to need. And If it's too bright for you, just diffuse it with a little tissue or a little wax paper. works like a charm. It looks beautiful. So that's the next thing that you you need to do. And then the third thing you need to do is you need to step back. You need to make sure you're not framing yourself from the shoulders up, that you're framing yourself from the chest up, you know, breast up, breast up. That's what you want. You don't want to be too close. Now, these are wide angle lenses and people don't realize that if you lean forward, you distort your face and make it look very big Hmm. and your body looks very small. If you lean back, your head looks very small. So what you want to do is maintain that plane of being completely parallel up and down with the camera. How do you do that? Well, if you're sitting, The tendency is to just sit back in the chair and that makes you look completely unengaged. So if you really wanna be powerful and you really wanna be heard and look like you're really a leader, sit up really straight so that your shoulders are over your hips. And how do you maintain that? Well, very simple you got to stick lots of pillows behind your back because it isn't going to work to just scoot your rear end back to the end back of the chair Mm -hmm. and sit in that chair. You're still going to look like you're leaning back. Even if it's only an inch, you want to be completely straight up and down. And by putting pillows behind your back, what you do is you make it easy on yourself to stay that way, whether it's all day or one hour or whatever it is. I want to make it easy on you to maintain your power and putting pillows back there really you know firmly hold you up straight you're gonna be really grateful for that now I will say that I never sit in any online meeting I stand for every single one of them and the reason I do that is well several reasons one is my back hurts if I sit all day long. I I don't like how it feels I don't like how I feel I have less energy my back hurts it's just ugh I just hate the whole thing. So I Decided to stand. But what I found out was when you're standing to do a video for people, you're able to get on one hip and you're able to use your arms and your shoulders. And you're so totally unlocked at that point that now you can use your whole body to tell the story, your whole body to give the message. And it's so much more engaging and it's so much more entertaining as well. So why would you sit if you could stand? Now, I'm a short person at 5'2". So for me to get my computer up to that level isn't that hard. But for my six foot three people, you really got to bring your either your desktop or your, your laptop up to eye level, okay? okay. I don't want to see any ceilings. I don't want to see any lights, fans, ceilings, none of that. So once you get your, say you're using a laptop or even a phone, get it eye level and then ever so slightly tilt it forward, just a little tiny bit, and that will get rid of the ceiling in the background. You'll see when you try it. It works like a charm.
1: So Kim, the, the time has just really flown and I haven't even had the opportunity to ask you about engagement strategies so do you happen to have any engagement strategies because i've i don't know about you but i've been in some really you know nice meetings online where we felt like okay everyone is getting an opportunity to speak feel heard valued all of that and then you know there have been those meetings where it's like crickets no one's turning on (laughs) their camera it's so dry, so bland. The speaker looks very, very awkward and uncomfortable. So, you know, what What can the speaker or the facilitator or it, whether it's the manager, what can they do to just kind of liven it up, make it more exciting? Okay, well the, yeah. Yep. The
0: first thing you wanna do is do all the things we previously talked about to simulate being in person, right? Yeah. Great lighting, you know, great framing. And of course, you know, audio, I don't like big headsets, you know, headsets are, are great for podcasting, but not great. I use a little right. $20 lavalier mic that is fantastic for having meetings, but it's really, really important to stand up. If you stand up now, you can move your entire body and get everything engaged. And when you use your hand motions and you start leaning and talking and you know really you you will really engage people. It's amazing how much people, if you notice, when you're on these meetings, as soon as someone like does something with their hands, like they they go to pick something up that's beside them, everybody looks because there's some motion, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's sitting mm-hmm. real still. And Motion—it's very distracting. Or if someone like suddenly leaves the picture, you know they left their camera on and they leave—big no-no. If you're gonna leave, turn your video off and then leave. You know, we, there's emergencies. You may have somebody at the door. You may have be expecting something, or you, you know, may have a child child issue or a pet issue. Fine, turn your video off and tend to it, and then come back and don't fiddle with yourself when you turn your camera back on. Just be. You know, still so that you don't interrupt the speaker. So we want to try to keep the attention on the speaker and not on the people attending. But if you're having a meeting that is trying to involve the group, what you want to do is smile, use your body language, be warm, use those hands you know, use your whole body when you're talking, and it will change your inflection, and it gives people permission to do the same. Right. So, it, you know, the leadership leads that they they follow what leadership does, and I would say, if it's something important, don't try to get goofy with weird virtual backgrounds and stuff like that, but I have had clients, you know, I have a lot of government agencies and Fortune 500 companies that hire me to come in and train their teams, and, you know, we, we figure out, well, how, you know, what part of the day can we bring a little levity in. And one of the ways is to have a lunch meeting. So invite people to eat, you know, otherwise make it a policy. I wish everybody would just download my etiquette guide. (laughs) I have a free etiquette guide on my website and everybody should get that so that they can pass it out and get everybody on the same page for what you should and should not be doing in these meetings. But if you have a lunch meeting, Now people have permission to eat, they can talk, tell stories, you can even have, you know, a theme like, you know, one organization said, well, we have Thursdays where we wear a funny hat, or a hat that's important to us for some reason Mm -hmm. and say why you like that, or, you know, various things like that. And so, you know, know, at a lunch meeting, everybody's got permission to be a little more off, you know, (laughs) not so, so polished. But talking about polished, it's really important that you think about who you're going to be seeing and who you're going to be with in this presentation or this meeting and when you need to dress up and when you don't need to dress up and what's dress up in your company you know i would say yes the the wardrobe has changed because of this slightly more casual but it's not gym clothes okay
1: <laughs> you know what so, i just went to target a couple of uh, weeks ago and purchased some business they're like business sweatpants, uh-huh. pinstripe business sweatpants with drawstrings. Well, no one's seeing
0: your sweat. No one's seeing your pants, right? <laughs> right. But, but, but they are seeing you from the waist up. That's right. And if you don't want to spend a lot of money, go to H&M and get some, you know, get some new tops. I want solid colors, no white, no black, no navy. Okay. Mm-hmm. The camera does not like dark colors. The camera likes mid-tone colors. And it's really important to give the camera what it wants. You need to separate yourself from the background. You shouldn't blend into the background. So bright colors are ideal and solid colors, nothing shiny and no statement pieces because this isn't really about your taste. It's about what you
1: can do for the company. Nice. I think we're ready now. (laughs)
0: Well, it's a beginning. In my book I cover a lot more, but and in my consultations, but you know, it's it's giving people some things to think about.
1: So, Kim, if anyone is interested in connecting with you, getting a consultation, getting a copy of the etiquette guide, where should they go?
0: Kimfoley.com. They can get the etiquette guide right there and they can learn about my webinars for companies or my one-on-one trainings. And I really wish we could just teach the whole world the etiquette that, that needs to, to be partnered with these virtual meetings, because if everybody isn't on board with it, other people tend to get slack and say, well, they're doing it. I'll do it too. I'll just turn my video off. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, uh,
1: but you know, it's, it's a little bit of, so it's culture brought online, you know, so, so these are our values, th- these are our practices. This is what we allow here and now we're just bringing that online and so you have to reestablish those boundaries and the expectations and all of that now online as well.
0: You know, it's you're really right because you know, think about it at the beginning everybody was just worried about getting online getting the technology right you know learned but but the fact that you know there's going to be some do's and don'ts and things you know like for instance turn your video off. If you you have to get up and move around or you have to tend to an email or something, don't do it where everybody can look at you because now you've put the attention on you and everybody wonders why you're not paying attention. So it's incredibly rude. So when I wrote this etiquette guide, I wrote it with the idea that people can use it, you know, sort of as a blueprint for their own company, you know, like here's, here's the suggested things you do and here's why, but you, you know, you don't have to adapt all of these things. You can, add others, other things, or take some away, but at least it starts the conversation and people can uh, come to agreement and make it very clear, you know, how their company wants to deal with, you know, etiquette in the workplace. It's very, very important.
1: No, it, it is. And whenever we introduce something new, it's especially important. So Kim, I wanna thank you for joining me today for sharing all of these tips Like I said, I I feel like there are lots of people out there who need to hear this. (laughs) Yeah, yes. So for those of you who are are joining us today, please check out kimfoley.com and we will leave some links to everything mentioned today in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to the Lead with Levity podcast. To get resources mentioned in this episode and find out what we're all about, check us out at leadwithlevity.com.